hi everyone welcome back to another episode of forgive and forgets podcast i am vic there is unfortunately just no way to make this topic today of financial and legal matters all that fun and exciting but i will do my best to not have your eyes glaze over and give you a few things to at least begin to think about now first it does not matter what your folks or the person with dementia you are caring for, what their estate is. It could be very modest, practically non-existent, or complex. If you are now or soon having to pay their bills, then listen along because there are things that need to be in place for you to even pay their bills. Easy to procrastinate with stuff like this because it is so boring and blah. The one thing that did keep me out of my chair and always moving forward with getting a handle on mom's legal matters and financial matters was unfortunately the fear, the threat of certain family members gaining control over mom herself or her and dad's estate. And that fear pulled both mom and me along. Uh, but I get procrastination. For me, if I don't know how to do something, I procrastinate. Learning a new project, skill, or assignment is very daunting to me because I so loathe feeling insufficient. It's a wonder I survived caregiving, truly, miracle. So I procrastinate to get out of learning anything new. I will clean jewelry, I'll clean the garage. Uh, The other day, I found myself tamping down weed cloth that had come up in my backyard because I didn't want, (laughs) I didn't want to sit down and face doing a certain chore because I didn't, I just don't know how to do it. Anyway, I'll do anything to avoid learning something new. But when I don't deal with not so fun matters, the cleanup of that is far more difficult than if I had just faced it. And the silly thing is, the amount of time I stress over or just think about it, it's far longer than the actual task takes, if you have ever had that happen to you. When uh, when I had to face financial and legal manners with mom, uh, my armpits got tingly, and I had to start wearing Depends. Uh, But mom didn't want me in a court battle, so she called her estate attorney and She went to work shielding and protecting her and dad's estate. This is when I really got it that I am a custodian. Whatever mom and I have is the work of mom and dad. They were the ones who labored to build what they have. I am simply a caretaker of these things, not an owner. And I want to preserve what they've done, strive to for lack of a better cliche, strive to be worthy of the task I have been set. Because the truth of it is, if these same family members got their hands on any of it, it would most likely be gone within seven months' time. And mom knew this. So to accomplish the task of financial and legal matters, it took about a year, year and a half's time along with quite a bit of money. And uh, (laughs) mom maintained her sense of humor when she said, well, let's spend their inheritance on protecting the estate from them. And she did. She ended up doing that. So 
when we come back, I will outline some very easy things legally and financially to get in order, preferably when your loved one remains capable of making decisions or having legal competency. Or if not, it doesn't mean you cannot obtain a durable power of attorney or obtain a health care advance directive. It just is a little bit more difficult. If there are no assets or investments, still listen, because I bet at the very least you will have to take over bill paying, pulling their debit and credit cards from their use because they just have lost their ability to discern right and wrong purchases. Do they have a health care advance directive? What about their property taxes, personal taxes? You'll be surprised at what you have to put into place even with, you know, without investments or properties. So let's get to it. Putting certain things in place or obtaining certain information and documents is vital, if not urgent. Now, this was tricky because mom's pride was such that she defended her ability to pay a bill even when I held up evidence that her bills were delinquent or worse, something was shut off and I had to get it turned back on. What I had to do, and I mentioned this in a prior podcast, was secretly put her mail in my purse and then take that home and set up bill pay. After I took her mail, I would tidy up the office, leave a few unopened, unimportant mail on her desk so it looked like she had something to do, and then went home with the important stuff. Now, the obvious question would be, would mom notice? No, because she didn't like to go in the office in the first place. If she did go in, she would see a few unopened pieces of mail, then that was enough for her to think that she took care of everything. You know, maybe your loved one will gladly turn over this bill-paying task, uh, and how great would that be? But for my mom, it was a matter of pride and self-respect. So in the beginning, I had to start off doing this quietly. Even with my paying her bills, I had to contact a lot of different companies to at least put me on as a person to speak with. I ended up having to attain a power of attorney because I swear... I have doled out that document so many times, just countless times, to utility companies, insurance companies. I had to be a signer on her bank accounts. That required a POA. And so did picking up her prescriptions even. Her auto and home insurance policies, DMV matters, these were all now my responsibility. My main goal every day was to maintain her good credit, which I did. I always have. My role in basic terms was and is to keep mom safe, calm, and happy, and in that order. Sounds easy, but when we start diving into these little picky logistics, it becomes incredibly heavy and stressful. Hey, here's a question. Guess who preys on our fears and procrastination not to deal? Any ideas? The answer is the individual, or I should say the crooks, who are appointed conservators or guardians to manage someone's affairs. This threat is more likely if we do not live in the same town as our loved one or we just want someone else to handle it. 
just beware that this con game is out there. Their sole role is to steal from and even neglect the people they're supposed to be taking care of. I posted two really good articles. Um, the name of the articles is When Conservatorship Goes Terribly Wrong and uh, Beware the Con Games of Conservatorship and Legal Guardianship in the Things to Know section of my website. Excellent and scary as hell. If you've seen the movie I Care a Lot with Diane Weist, the plot is about a con who specifically targets her and drains everything of hers. I, don't, I won't give anything away, but she has a little surprise up her sleeve. Not the greatest movie I have ever seen, but it does relay its message. It exists. It's disgusting. But guess what? These kind of people are out there at every turn. Okay, moving on. A will. A will. If there is not one, you need to put something in place. The complexity of the will equals the complexity of their estate. If it's minimal, it's an easy will, uh, but necessary. The consequence of no will is everything winds up in probate, which is simply a place where everything sits, twiddling their thumbs until all of it is validated. And that could take well over a year. And it, believe me, it is a thorn in your side every day. And it's a thorn that will fester, infect, and be so debilitating, you will wish you had paid attention earlier. The only experience that I had watching something like this was when my ex-husband passed away. His brother had to handle everything. And of course, when he passed, he had nothing in place. Nothing for all of the assets that we had. Nothing. 16 months later, he finally called and asked me to sign off on a few things, which I was glad to do. I can't believe he waited that long. But it was all sitting in probate. And I guess it was a nightmare to validate and verify all the assets. Don't let things go to probate. You need to move on with your life. And you don't need the, uh, to be dealing with the state who doesn't want to be dealing with you. So that's my two cents for having a will. Real quick, holographic will, if you have ever heard of that. A holographic will is a, is a handwritten and testator-signed document and is an alternative to a will produced by a lawyer. But some states, just so you know, do not recognize it as legal. If you are budget conscious for legal assistance to write up a will for a very modest estate, you can contact the Alzheimer's Association to find out if pro bono legal aid is available in your community or contact an attorney that you do know and get a referral from that. Ask if they do pro bono work. Now, just because I was fortunate to have mom and dad put in place a lot of things uh, to preserve their estate, that does not mean I was without headaches. Some headaches are worth it, but there is no easy street when it comes to taking over our folks' legal and financial matters. The final final that mom was adamant about was making sure that I would not, God bless her, wind up in court by the absent family members. Her estate became bulletproof. 
Um, I know if any attorneys are listening to that, they're saying nothing is bulletproof. And they're right, uh, because that does not say that they won't still sue me. I can pretty much guarantee that they will. But I know the smoking guns the attorney put in place will crush their case within seconds of it beginning. So I'm very, very confident about that. This kind of threat is the same as a crooked conservator or guardian. Poopy people are out there. So God bless the attorney. God bless mom. And we will just see. So when you go into this horrendously dry and unappealing part of our jobs as caregivers, go in with the expectation that it will not go smoothly. We run into delay after delay, roadblock after roadblock. An issue does not get resolved in one phone call with no wait time to speak with someone. It will take multiple phone calls, a lot of time, and a lot of patience. Take notes. When you've got a document that you're calling on, whether it's an insurance policy or whatever, Take notes, uh, and, and what I mean by that is get the name of the person you spoke with, the date and the time you called, and what was discussed. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but attach it to that piece of paper. When you come back, you will have your notes. Everything, everything takes a very long time and the patience of St. Job. Yes, I just described what all of caregiving is. Finance and legalities are really no different, except that they carry weight, a huge consequence and a huge weight if we don't deal. Take a breath, sit down, give it a little time, then rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And if you find yourself painting a bedroom, cleaning out the garage, or burying weed cloth in your backyard, know that that is a sign of procrastination. And I get it. For a succinct how-to, the Alzheimer's Association has a great brochure on this topic of financial and legal matters. Matter of fact, I, pardon me, used it as kind of a guide in today's podcast. My website also has two specific articles in the things to know segment, financial and legal matters, and I made it easy to locate these articles under the heading of legal and financial matters. And, you know, you can also Google the topic, financial and legal matters. There is information out there to help you unravel this ball of yarn. And depending on your assets and you have nothing in place for yourself, do it at the same time. I learned quickly the value of putting everything in a trust, which means I don't own what is in the trust, but I have the power to make decisions of what is in the trust. Now, this may sound elemental, but think of a trust as a big plastic bin, the kind that you buy at Home Depot. And even though it is plastic, it's fireproof. It's magic. It's fireproof. You can put in this big plastic fire, fireproof bin clothing, sentimental books, old calendars, toys, yearbooks. The things in this big plastic bin have worth and are protected from the world. The world can't get their paws on it in any way, shape, or form. While that bin is there, safely on a shelf in the garage, as a caretaker of this big plastic fireproof bin, I am legally set up to manage and preserve 
what is in this bin. Now, let's say a fire comes along and burns the house and garage down. There sits the big plastic fireproof bin still intact, but the fire did not destroy it. So outside threats cannot take or destroy what is in that trust or the big bin. Does that make sense? Does that kind of paint a picture of what a trust is? And this is why trusts are so valuable. Oh man, I really wanted to button this podcast up in 10 minutes because of its dryness, but hopefully you gleaned something from it. Don't be afraid to start down this path. If we don't, the headaches on top of everything else we manage will literally tip us over. It could do us in. Okay, be safe, be kind, be COVID kind, and I will walk with you again soon. Bye now. Bye now.